attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back for a, another week of Generation D, Gen D, the podcast where Dana and Adam just talk about all things Disney, and you sit back and listen to us with a mint julep. So welcome. Uh, hi, Dana. It's been it's been a beat. <laughs> hey, we took Adam. a little week pause. We did, and I went to Disney twice. I know Disneyland Ridiculous. twice in that in you that like, span. Give the woman a magic key pass, and she's never going to be home again. She's just going to be at Disneyland all the time. So they only let you make six reservations in advance. And before I bought this, I was like, "That's so many." I've already maxed out all six, and the second <laughs> I'm done with a day, I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to book another one right now." Yeah, yeah I, that's pretty bad. I am. I was actually pretty shocked because we were going to possibly come down next weekend. And then yeah. by the time we looked to go get our tickets, we were going to get our passes finally and just do it. And by the time we looked, like everything was gone. All the reservations are gone for Saturday, next Saturday. So I know. That surprised me. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go just because we got the reservation when you said that you might come down. I figured I'd book it. So we still have it, but we only could get California Adventure to start the day. So yeah. I also not a huge fan. I, I kind of didn't care that much about the park reservation switch over at one o'clock time. But this last time we went, I really did care about it. I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for us to all have to switch exactly at like one o'clock or after. I wish they would just let you be in any park. at any Yeah, time you got to like think it, eventually they're going to just let you park hop throughout the day. Like we used to, like in the old, back in the day when you would be like, I have a fast pass for Indy, but I'm going to go over and do two things at DCA and then go back for Indy, right? Like you can't really do that. It's got to be a staffing issue. And I will say we discovered, because we were at California Adventure the last go around, we discovered that I think there were a lot of things that weren't open yet, even though the park was open. And it must be because they didn't have enough cast members to open certain rides and certain uh, restaurants and stuff, which I guess should lead me into saying that we have two very special guests this week who are here on our podcast who are with me so they can tell you all about the um, park reservation shenanigans. But we have fan favorite Kim Moffat, who is back with us. Hello, hello, hello up there in the bleachers. Yes, you're welcome. Oh. I'm back. This, you never should have oh, done this. No. I'm sorry. This is on no. you. You know what you're getting <laughs> yeah. into. Yeah, it's, it's true. Kim. And Kim was a lot back, but somebody else was and has been replaced <laughs> by somebody of the very similar same name. We replaced Sierra Leone with Sierra Jones for just this go around. But so hello, Sierra Jones. Hello, hello. How are you? Um, great. Happy to be a replacement, I guess. I don't know. That, it, could be like, it could be like the thing. You remember that? I don't even remember what this was when we were kids. It was some show and they'd be like, we need another Timmy. Now it's like, <laughs> we need another Sierra every week. Every every time Kim's on, we'll just find another Sierra to come on the podcast. There you go. Just any Sierra. Um, <laughs> it, no, I went to an Arrested Development where she could be Lucille and Lucille too. And this could just be... A reoccurring Lucille situation. I love it. I love it. I'm happy to be uh, the recasted Sierra. But <laughs> to be fair and to Sierra Leone's credit, we love her and we will have her on again very soon. I mean, she may not be back on this week because she did fail in the Is It Worth It game. So 
Did she? I but thought Kim nobody won failed. that game. No, so I definitely I remember winning. <laughs> now, I, if you go back and check the math, I do think I won <laughs> in my own mind. I did my own scoring. I think neither of you won. And I also think if anybody did win, it was Sierra because she liked more of the rides that you liked, Adam, yeah, than true, Kim actually. did. Kim. I appeal. I, I went with my heart. And I think that Sierra was playing for the judges. Mm, I don't think so. She's not here to defend herself. So, you know, say uh, what I want. I'll defend her. No! Yeah, you defend her, Sierra. <laughs> All right, let's bring in the third Sierra. Sierra, come on in. That's Sierra, Sierra the rapper. <laughs> Sierra the rapper yeah. is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so brought you her guys, milkshakes. I very jealous. I saw all of the... Instagram posts and everything of you all down at Disney together. And I was very sad that I was in Northern California, not there, but uh, instead we're just, you know, regulated to watching Disney vlogs and all that to get our Disney fix right now. But so tell us about the trip. Tell us about the visit. Are we talking about the, your trip, the most recent September one? I did two. I know you did did two. You don't count. I I talk to you all the time. I want to hear from Kim and Sierra. I want to hear, I want to hear all things. What were, what were the highlights, lowlights? How were the crowds? What was it like? Well, Sierra and I also went twice. Sorry, Adam. (laughs) Um, We went (laughs) the weekend before we went with Dana and co. Um, we went, ended up just being the two of us that day. Um, everyone else was unavailable. So we, um, you yeah, know, we went twice. It was great. Um, I was thinking about when you guys were talking about the switchover between the two lands. It doesn't make uh-huh. any sense. And by the time one o'clock rolls around, the lines to get into the other park are really long. So then it just becomes kind mm. of like a traffic jam a little bit trying to get into the other park. And it, so I don't, it, it is a bummer. <laughs> It's a real bummer. And also, I saw that like around three o'clock, if you transfer parks, then there's no wait at either. So factor that in if you're going. That's my tip is don't go right at one o'clock or 1230 to swap. Go to like at two o'clock. But it does kind of suck. I mean, I have... My daughter, who was like, I want to go ride all the rides at Disneyland. I'm like, you got to wait another hour. Now you got to wait another 20 minutes. Now you got to wait another 10 minutes before we can get over there. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. And the crowds really fluctuate, too, it seems like, because on our first trip, when Kim and I had our little Disney date, um, we our starting park was Disneyland. And we waited in line for like probably 15 minutes just to get inside of the park. And when we looked at Disney California Adventure, there was no one. So Mm -hmm. uh, on our Mm -hmm. most recent trip, it was a little different. We started at California Adventure and there was still a line to get into both parks. So it's just very confusing the way they're trying to do it. Yeah. But we did have a great experience uh, with new foods. um, Yeah. Or I got a decent experience. I don't know, Kim, if you want to elaborate on our magic key terrace situation. Yeah. So, well, explain. Why don't you guys first explain what the magic key terrace is for everybody who doesn't know? Dana does a great job of explaining what it is because I just go where there's drinks. <laughs> well, this place has Have drinks. drinks. So, yeah. Will arrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Magic Key Terrace is, as everybody knows, the new annual pass is called the Magic Key. And if you have purchased the Magic Key, you get um, an access to the Magic Key Terrace, which is above the Wine Country Trattoria, which I know is a hot button topic among Adam and I. But it's above <clears throat> the restaurant Wine Country Tutorial. You mean the ripoff of the Olive Garden? <laughs> it's better than it the Olive Garden. Worse. You know what? It is a cheap <laughs> theme park ripoff of the fancy eaten called the Olive Garden. 
Okay, we're done. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. <laughs> this is we're gonna call it here now. You know, we just ate at the Wine Country Tutorial, so we can talk about that too. Both Kim and Sierra and I did, but. Uh, the Magic Key Terrace is above that big restaurant. It's a really cool atmosphere. You do need to make advanced reservations. If you don't have them, you can always ask and see if they'll take a walk up, but I wouldn't anticipate or expect that. And this is like a wine gin flight kind of place. This is a charcuterie and appetizer shared plates kind of place. And I personally love it up there because it's kind of tucked away from the rest of the crowds of California Adventure. They pipe in some really lovely music and you can have a pretty good view of like Carthay Circle and that kind of area. Well, and take me back Definitely. to the gin flight. Who had the gin flight? Did I did. I did and? because gin is the way to my heart. Um, I, God, Kim, how are we not like just in love? I don't know. I, honestly, in this moment, and I, I mean nothing bad about this, but Dana, your comments on Olive Garden made me think that maybe you guys should switch locations. <laughs> and Adam, I'm back here, but leave leave your daughter, <laughs> leave the kid. Okay, all right. Once and for all, if, is Olive Garden terrible? No, it's not horrible. But is it a place that any of us should willingly like go to for a restaurant? Yes. No, there are far better restaurants in the yes. world. Oh, Dana, you're so alone in this one. Olive Garden's delicious. How dare you? I just texted this to our friend Allison and Adam yesterday, but I don't think I've been to an Olive Garden since I was maybe 19 or 20. I might have gone with you guys once, but I didn't eat food there. <laughs> I don't the know one in how, Burbank. Yeah. How could you go to an Olive Garden and not eat food there? That's just offensive. What are you, it's too good for the breadsticks. You too good for oh the salad? Oh my god, you get oh, that those breadsticks stick, aren't good you either. Dip it in the you get that breadstick, you <gasps> mm-hmm. dip it in that Alfredo sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. That is sweet, 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 sweet loving right there. You get the food sweats. <laughs> uh-huh. So anyway, gin flight, Kim. How was the now, gin flight? <laughs> the gin flight, I want to clarify. So Sierra had the gin flight on a previous time. Okay. And when she said, hey, there's a gin flight, in my head, I was thinking a true, like a beer flight, like um, different types of gin. Yeah. Um, this is a mixed drink gin flight. So just want to mm. make sure you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. But was it like yeah. <laughs> gin and tonics or was it like gin and every other sugary combination of Disney no, cocktails? Sierra, you've had it twice. You you pitched yeah, it to it, me. Yeah, it's so the, this is the way that they pitch it too is that it's soaring over California gin flight. So each of the different drinks is themed to a part of soaring over California. So like the first one is orange. So it is gin mixed with like an orange. It just it doesn't taste like orange juice. Um it kind of like maybe orange like zest tang, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um it's good. I think it was a little sweet, but not too sweet. Um, the second one is a blue, uh, very oceany. It's lined with salt, and that one is supposed to be like the ocean, and it's supposed to smell like when you're in Soren over <gasps> California. Like I the love ocean. that ocean smell. Mm. It's a great, it's a great smell. Yeah. Um, the problem with Kim's version when she got the, this at the Magic Key Terrace that they, it's like a perfume spray that they put on the top of the drink oh. to make it smell that way. Now she got a layer. <gasps> I mean, you could oh, literally no. see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like, did you? Was it that awful taste when you tried was, to drink it? I did not that enjoy like- that at all. And I want to be really clear that I don't give away drinks. I am the person 
at a party mm. and you know, whatever COVID yeah. I got, I'm vaccinated. If you have a drink and you're almost done with it, I'll finish it. And I'm not going to yeah, ask you're questions a garbage about disposal. what's in it. Yeah, I'm a garbage disposal for yeah. sure. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so for me to, I didn't drink it. I took a drink. Wow. I tried really hard. I, I think I, Sierra, I think I revisited it like two or three times. And then I just gave it to you. Yeah. And then I stirred it and drank it. Well, I don't have because, time to stir. Well, also Sierra loves a good sugary drink. Ah. You love anything super sweet. Yes. It was not super sugary. sweet though. I don't think. Would you say? It actually wasn't all that sweet. It was more salty. I think it was the perfume stuff that really mm-hmm. did it in for Kim. Um, oh. And she couldn't get over it. Yeah. Did it at least smell good? Yes. Okay. I don't Kim's know. I, I don't have like the greatest sense of smell. So well, like so. you would think they would do it like, you know, so, okay. You know, everybody knows my other half's British. And so we go and like, we go to a pub, I'll drink a beer or two, but then I'd rather just have like a gin and tonic or even better, a gin and slim, which is just a diet tonic, but they, instead of calling it like diet, it's a slim over there anyway. But they have all these different flavors of gins that you can choose from. So they're like, and they, and there's some Whitney Nell is a really good gin distiller and they do like a hibiscus one. They do a, like mm. all these other different types and you can, you can buy some of theirs here if you find the right liquor store. But that's what I was thinking when you initially said it, like it might be all these different like infused gins to taste. So Disney, if you're listening, get us a gin tasting of infused mm-hmm. gins to sip. Yes. yes. But I do like the Soren idea around these drinks. So what were the other two? So it was three total. So oh. oranges, ocean, forest. So the last one had like a sprig of pine. And mm. that one was probably the sweetest. It had a little bit of sweetness to it. Not, I know. Not the one I would imagine would be sweet. Yeah. I know. Actually, that's not true. Maybe the orange. I feel like maybe the orange one was the sweetest, but the forest one came in second because i think Hmm. a gin i think very botanical like gin is like Mm -hmm. it it can be done as like a very botanical drink see dana these are things i learned as the head bartender at the west wichita olive garden um and so goodness (laughs) love that ugh but but seriously though like so you say it had like that sprig in there like that that would probably be delicious but who knows i don't know they the drink was good were they were fine drinks. They were fine drinks. Um, okay. I think I'm just not a super I, – I definitely don't love a sweet drink. And I think that maybe my mindset was a little bit different. They're not bad drinks. I think that the ocean one was just kind of poorly concocted. But otherwise, I think that they're fine drinks. And if you like gin and like a mixed drink, I definitely would would try it. The orange one – what makes it orange is a little bit of Fanta. Oh. Yeah. Eh. So, okay, how much, do you remember how much it was? Um, we know, because we pulled it up. It was $18. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like it was worth $18? Was it worth it? Oh, that's really tricky, because you're up there, you're at Disney. So, I think anywhere other than Disneyland, definitely not. You're at Disneyland, you're in like this members only club you've got a very cool little area that you're sitting in it's presented cool it's reminiscent of i prefer soaring over california not soaring over the world um so it's just like i think for what it is and where you're at and and all of it coming together i think 18 dollars, definitely not 19 dollars. 18 is like the highest 
but I paid for it. So I guess it was worth it. Did you get this again, Sierra? No, I did not. So I got the, I think I, the first drink I got was the drop in if you dare. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. in that? And that is gin also because we we love our gin. I, yeah, we love gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, gin, elderflower liqueur, fresh lemon juice, and a maraschino cherry mix. Mm-hmm. Now, the maraschino cherry mix comes separately so that you can determine the sweetness. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So this time they gave it to me in a shot glass, which was a little bit messy because when you go to dump it, it kind of spills over your hand. And I don't know how often you all play with maraschino cherry mix, but it's very sticky. Uh, So that wasn't great. But when I first went to the terrace, um, it came in like a little eyedropper, which was really (gasps) cool. cool. Yeah. It's like a cool little experience. So you could squeeze the eyedropper however much you, however sweet you wanted the drink. And as Kim said, I like sweet drinks. So I squeezed all of it in. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the menu right here. That sounds good. I would try that one. Yeah, that here, is delicious. Here are the other ones in case everybody wants to know what is at the Magic Key Terrace. They've got the Stinger, which is a pineapple jalapeno tequila, a house-made orange habanero simple syrup. Sounds good. They have a specialty Manhattan, which is buffalo trace bourbon, mm. um, a Pinot Noir, and a simple syrup garnished with a cinnamon stick. Wait, what's the Pinot Noir that they're putting in the Manhattan? It's the McMurray Estate Pinot Noir. They put a wine in the Manhattan? Yeah. It's probably like a splash. I don't think we ordered that one, did we, Kim? No, I was just thinking, I don't remember that one at all. I'm surprised they didn't use the special edition Disney bourbon from, I think it's Woodford or Makers. They have like a... Disney yeah. own. I've had it at Disney World, and I had, think I had it at DCA once at um, Carthay Circle. But yeah, they do specialty like only Disney wines. Like they have a Fess Parker one because he was Davy Crockett? Question mark. I think he was Davy Crockett. Um, and so they have some of his wine and stuff. Okay, there's also the five four three two one. I do love these names. Mm-hmm. Um, the five four three two one is Captain Morgan spiced rum. Uh, I don't know how what this is. Caracal? Yep. Is that how Curacao. you say it? That's Curacao. how I say it. I think it's Curso. Isn't it Curso? <laughs> That's a, the, <laughs> they have that other thing you put in a margarita. I don't know, but it's got a weird like underneath umlaut that I've never seen Any, on this name. Anything that's so. that blue that comes in a bottle should not go into your body. Like that's that's where I'm at with it. Like I don't know what's in there. It's neon blue and like I. <laughs> I, I, it looks I like mouthwash. It's it's the alcohol that looks like mouthwash. Yeah. There's also coconut, pineapple, cream, a simple syrup, and fresh lime juice. I'm out on this one. This one sounds disgusting. Not going to lie. I ordered that the last time I was there. You did? Was <laughs> yeah, it good? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Is that surprising? Uh, it didn't turn me blue, so that's a positive. Okay. Um, it uh, We got it to go. So if you want a drink to go, they'll make it for you and put it in a to-go cup. Nice. Oh. Like Vegas. Yeah, just like Vegas. So it's one of those plastic cups. Uh, it was so colorful and beautiful, which I loved. Um, so sweet. And I had to mm. chug it because we were going to California or we're going from California Adventure to Disneyland. So we sat in the front and finished our drinks. So that was not a great choice. Um, very sweet. <laughs> oh, Sit yeah. Out. It does not sound great. Okay. And then this one, Pizza Mauwau. Which is a pizza-inspired Bloody Mary with Tito's handmade vodka and flavors of pineapple, pepperoncini, and mushrooms. Ooh. What? I am into yeah. that. 
Yeah, we did see somebody we, order it. I do love I a Bloody Mary. I want I want to do it I next time. That, I want that. Okay, so next time we go, and if we have to start at DCA, can we get early reservation there? Breakfast Bloody Marys at DCA, this pizza Bloody Mary. Strong, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That sounds, that also, absolutely sounds delicious. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hungry, but do they give you a little pizza as a garnish? Because you mm-hmm. know, like some of those insane Bloody should. Marys where they like, I have I did I ever tell you about the Bloody Mary I had in Texas at a barbecue restaurant on a Sunday morning? Oh my gosh, we're at Lone Star Barbecue, which is one of the best barbecue spots in Dallas. Do you know? I think I know about? Lone Star Barbecue. Yeah, it's yes. in the Bishop Arts District. Like, it I'm pretty is, sure I've been there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm down there. My best friend Sean lives in Dallas, and I was down there seeing him, and we went. We like pretended we were 20 the night before, went out, drank at the bars till three o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, then decided to get up to go for a long run the next morning. Horrible idea. So to fix all this, we went straight for barbecue after running 10 miles around a lake in Dallas heat. So we went straight for barbecue and I was like, I need a Bloody Mary. And so the woman's like, well, do you want the Lone Star Bloody Mary or just a regular Bloody Mary? And I was like, oh, well, please tempt me with the Lone Star Bloody Mary. So it was a Tito's Bloody Mary with an incredible house-made Bloody Mary mix. I don't know what they did to it. But then it came with a skewer on it of lime, lemon, right? Your usual. Then (laughs) a burnt end, a brisket, half a sausage, and bacon (laughs) all on that skewer. I have a photo of it on my Instagram, so go look. You have to dig (laughs) to find it. But oh my gosh, you guys, this was like (laughs) heaven in a cup. And then, then tell me you're in Texas without telling me you're in Texas. (laughs) It was like we didn't need to order more barbecue after eating that. Like that was literally an entire plate of barbecue on a skewer. And she had to like bring the skewer over on a plate with the Bloody Mary. (laughs) And then for the photo, we just like kind of balance the skewer of meat (laughs) into the Bloody Mary. And it was absolutely delicious and i've had i think there was one time in canada we had a bloody mary that came with an entire fried chicken and waffle meal like on a skewer into the bloody whoa yum um folks here in california we don't typically besides maybe a slab of bacon don't have a (laughs) lot of meat in our bloody marys (laughs) this one did have a little tiny pizza slice that's cute it was real cute. cute yeah that's cute. Very and I cute. always like devour the garnish that comes on a Bloody Mary when I go to brunch anyway, because you're hungry. You're like, I'm here because I'm hungry. The food's taking forever. I'm going to eat this pickle and pickled onion and <laughs> whatever else they've thrown onto this skewer. OK, so now I want a Bloody Mary, obviously. So there, I'm sold. <laughs> Next time you come down, I know where the best Bloody Mary in the Valley is. No Ooh. snacks in it, but it is. I think is my favorite Bloody Mary in the Valley. You know, my friend Brooke, who does listen, so hi, Brooke. uh, She and I, when we both used to live in New York, we every Sunday, we used to go Bloody Mary hunting across New York City. And we had like every weekend we picked a new brunch spot just to mainly go. We didn't really eat that much. We just go to try the Bloody Marys. It was like a tradition for like a year or something, which is really fun. I I know Brooke. You do know Brooke. Brooke. Oh, yeah. 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 She's so sweet. She's very, very creative. Um, all right. Well, Kim and Sierra, did you guys get any food when you were there? 
at the Magic Terrace, Magic Key Terrace? We did. Uh, I do have to mention two more drinks that oh. we did get. Listen, we had we got all the drinks. And it was oh. great. We got all the drinks. Oh, the, man. I realized that on the menu, it says that it's non-alcoholic, the Heimlich choo-choo juice. Yeah, I wasn't even going to mention it because it said it was non-alcoholic. <laughs> um, it is it is non-alcoholic, but you know what our uh, lovely uh, server said? Huh. Would you like to make this an alcoholic beverage? Her name was Deborah. She was lovely. Um, and I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. So we got it to go. And it was juice. It was a watermelon-flavored juice. It comes with a slice of watermelon that looks like Ooh. Heimlich has chewed on it. Bless. So cute. Um, and it was delicious. What, uh, that, what alcohol did they put in it? Uh, they asked you what kind of alcohol you wanted. I went with vodka because I feel like it was, I don't know, I was already drinking clear alcohol so that's what mm-hmm. i went with so here's um, a question you keep talking about these to go drinks you got there do you have to have a reservation to be able to go in to order drinks or if you are a magic key holder can you just show up and be like i want to get a drink to go from the bar there no i'm pretty sure you have to have a reservation yeah because right. you can't saddle up to the bar so i would imagine right. you have to have a reservation but next time we go or Dana, if you guys are going next weekend, maybe just see. Yeah, we can always check. There's the layout is still the same as it was before the pandemic, right? It so is. there's not a lot of seating up there. It's probably like what ten parties at a time that can fit. Yeah, but actually, when we were there the last time, they opened up the other side of the terrace. There's so, another yeah. side of the terrace. There it's is a the side back side of what terrace? Oh, <laughs> Sorry. It faces the the Ferris wheel, right, Kim? Sure. Oh, that sounds cooler. You know me and my directions. Uh-huh. I definitely know where it faces. Yeah, it faces uh-huh. the, to be clear, it faces the Ferris wheel, That's which is cool. great, which would be cool to watch like World of Color if you're there in the evening. Yeah. World um, of yeah. Color. I miss that. I miss nighttime shows. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fireworks are back. I know. Halloween fireworks. Okay, yeah. so. What else? What other what other drinks and food? Because I'm, I'm literally salivating over here right now. Yeah, one other drink, one other drink, which is a non-menu item. It's secret. Oh. Um. Ooh. Now Deborah shared it with us as soon as we got there because Bless. she was the creator of the drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's called the nutmeg. I can't tell you what's in it because I can't remember. Um, we had all not, the drinks. Not, just a reminder, we had all the drinks. <laughs> it definitely was. It was like a a vodka. I want to say espresso martini, but not. It didn't taste like coffee. It was like a vanilla. It definitely had martini. Kahlua in it. It's a cream yes. based. Mm. Mm, it's mm. in a martini glass, but I don't think it has. I don't think it's martini esque. It should have just been called the Deborah. Well, it should have. But the reason, yeah. Go ahead, Kim. No, I was. Doing this gesture <laughs> yeah, in a, a non-visual medium. <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast, so they can't see you. Now they know. <laughs> uh, uh, the The reason is because there's a cat that visits the terrace. So the cat lives there. I guess she is a cat lover, and the cat's name is Nutmeg. And Aww. so that's why the drink is called the Nutmeg, and she put Aww. the concoction together. Yeah. Is there a Nutmeg in the drink? Uh, Not the cat Nutmeg. <laughs> Just the spice. I mean, we didn't see Nutmeg the cat when we were there either. Um, <laughs> Every single drink that Nutmeg um, dips his little tail in. Just to say like, hey, just a little something special. <laughs> Thanks for being a Magic Key member. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really right. Cute. I guess say this whole area kind of sounds to me like it sounds relaxing. It sounds nice. Like it, it's reminding me of 
uh, the Nomad Lounge at Animal Kingdom, which is Kurt and I's absolute favorite bar in all of Disney parks is the Nomad Lounge because you can just sit outside there on that terrace and have a nice, quiet cocktail in the middle of a busy day. So that's what this is like reminding me of hearing you guys talk about it. Yep, it's right by Tiffin's, if you know yep. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Unfortunately for me, Adam, I have two friends who've never been to Disney World over here. <gasps> Not too want brag. To oh, Lord. I, but we, we have to we're gonna fix all that. these things. I know. Yeah, we're going to. We have to get Dana to the Olive Garden and Kim and Sierra <laughs> to Disney World. Those things are I've equally been to the achievable. Olive Garden. <laughs> We could probably do it all at Disney World. I think there's <laughs> got to be an Olive Garden like down the street from Disney World. I think there are only Olive Gardens in Orlando. I think that's the only restaurant. <laughs> that's good. You know that's where it's where, like where its parent company is based is Orlando. Big surprise. That because they that own totally they own out. Olive Garden, Red Lobster. Um, oh shoot! What else? The Capitol Grill. Applebee's. No. Is Applebee's in the mix? It feels no, like it should. No, it's not a Darden, but it's like Olive Garden and Red Lobster are basically one and the same. I thought Olive Garden was owned by Diane Lane in Under the Tuscan Sun. Is that not right? Did I misunderstand <laughs> that movie? <laughs> you did, a little bit. I think you're slightly off. So, <laughs> Olive Garden origin story. <laughs> you guys, we're like not subtly trying to get Olive Garden to sponsor this podcast. Okay, so. Um, Adam, important for you to know that at this place, <laughs> they do have a seltzer. Ooh. Yeah. It's the Endless Summer Raspberry Hard Seltzer. We didn't get it, but. Is that what I, they, I think they had that at, um. I think that's the one that they have over at Pim's uh, Tasting Lab, too. Oh. But they throw some, no. like, bubbly things into it, like boba balls into it or something to make oh, it. Oh, I had that also. <laughs> on, the same day. <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> that's why she doesn't know what's in the nutmeg. Which, by the way, the nutmeg, just to put a pin on it, I, I think that it is sprinkled with a little bit on the very top of it. Sure Correct. it is. Okay. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about the food? Well, how was, was the heart? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. How was the food at the Magic Key Terrace? This time we got a charcuterie board. Um, I believe we had just come from eating at Dana's favorite restaurant, the Wine Country to Trattoria. It's uh, not my favorite restaurant. It's just not. It's better overall to the Olive Garden. You literally no, got a Dana, tattoo of the menu. You can't say Dana. that. <laughs> You can't say that because you haven't eaten at the Olive Garden in like over a decade. So, no, you can't. Yeah, Dana, you, you don't know that now they make drinks that have cotton candy in them. That's not a joke. It's actually true. <laughs> anyway, so how was the food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we kept it pretty light. Um, we focused more on the drinks, clearly. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so we got a charcuterie board, which was, it was fine. It came on a plate which normally they don't do. And it felt like it had been sitting for a little while. Mm. Um, oh, no. Which yeah, she like did the say. Like, because yeah. we asked, hey, can you make it separate so that the meat is maybe not touching the cheese? And Deborah did say they're pre-made. Yeah. Oh, it's but it seemed like they had been pre-made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, actually, and- I saw... I was just going to say, I saw something really funny the other day. It was like why everybody our age loves charcuteries, like at restaurants and everything else. It's because we literally grew up on Lunchables every day. And so oh, we're like ingrained absolutely. in our head that now we just have fancy Lunchables and that's a $20 meal. 
I'm all for it. Also, you were cool if you had a Lunchable at school and you had the pizza Lunchable. You're basically untouchable. Yeah. Those are my favorites. Yeah. So oh, God. The, the cold marinara sauce. It tastes – and then the cardboard pizza. She's raving like about up, this, but we we'll eat at the Olive Garden. Oh, I'm too good for the Olive Garden. <laughs> Let me tell you about how the coolest kids had cardboard cold marinara. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't good. I am not here advocating that the uh, Lunchable was good by any stretch of the imagination. No, it was absolutely terrible. But if you had one, you were cool. Prove me wrong. This is the tightest episode yet. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Talking about Lunchables, Olive Garden. Yeah, we've really taken a turn. (laughs) Anyway, you guys can't prove me wrong because you know that a pizza lunchable mean equates cool kid. Yeah, but you know what though? The Olive Garden used to have a pizza that was the crust was made out of their breadsticks. But oh, their breadsticks done. aren't that great. They're they're like <gasps> two Those are fighting like, words. What oh makes them good? They're not that gosh. buttery. They're not as buttery as they should be. They're not they're like kind of hard Dana, long, as somebody who little, used to work there at the Olive Garden. Okay. There is a vat of butter and a giant paintbrush. And when they come out of the oven, everybody, every time you had to go to the kitchen, you had to do a tray of breadsticks. That's how they keep them flowing forever. And you literally had to get the gigantic paintbrush, dump it in the vat of garlic butter, and just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh all over the breadsticks. And those things are dripping in butter and garlic. Yeah, they're disgusting. <laughs> what they need is a good, like, like Italian focaccia bread as their bread service. No. With some, like, sprinkled no. with some rosemary. No, that's what you get. It's nice no, and fluffy. You want to go to a fancy Italian restaurant. You want to go to a fancy yes. Italian restaurant? Go get your rosemary focaccia Absolutely. there. You want to go to Olive Garden? You get your breadsticks. We're never speaking to Dana after this. I'm just, yeah, yeah I'm ideally. Just I mean, I'll there. finish drinking her wine here, but then we're out. And you know where we're going to go, Kim? <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> and you know why? Because when we're there... We're family. We're family. <laughs> Back to Disney, because that's what we're actually here to talk about, not America's <laughs> chain restaurants, which I do feel like we need a spinoff series now called, what'd you call it? The Olive Garden? The Olive, anyway. Um, I love, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll find so it in the edit. <laughs> there was this post that like some people on social media that was going a little viral that people are pretty ticked off about like lately some of the food presentation at Disney World that it's been like lackluster for the prices you're paying. So like hearing this about the charcuterie board not being so great at the Magic Key Terrace, I bet if it was at the other exclusive club, Club 33, it would be an immaculate charcuterie board. When for nothing wrong. sure. Which is impossible to get into unless you know somebody or know somebody right. of know somebody's know somebody. So don't set your expectations, folks, of going to Club 33 for a fancy charcuterie board there. Also, that charcuterie board would be like, Four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yeah, and it would had it would Worth have it. some honeycomb on it. Oh, honeycomb yeah, on a charcuterie board is delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you went there. You had the charcuterie board. Um, what else? What else about the trips? I know. Segue here a little bit. I know Kim, you've been having a little injury lately. So how was that? Like, how was getting around the parks? You've been twice in the last couple of weeks. So talk to us about that that journey. Sure. And like basically the accessibility. 
Wait, before you do, tell us what you did to yourself. I'm happy to talk about it because I'm the hero in the story. I was solving a crime. I saved three lives, minimum, bare minimum, three lives. I broke my toe on a table that hasn't moved in four years. (laughs) Stuffed it and broke it. So and not even the big toe or the pinky. It's like one of your middle toes too. Yeah. One of the ones in the middle that you would think wouldn't matter so much, but she does. And then I stubbed it again two <laughs> weeks later after I broke it. So things are going fine for me, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, yeah, I went to actually the week before Sierra and I went, we also went to Universal. So um I got a wheelchair at both those places, a um, like a manual wheelchair. And then when we went with Dana, I got an electric wheelchair because it was going to be so hot. And Sierra was such a champ and pushed me all around Disneyland. Um, and then the other Sierra was a champ and pushed me all around Universal. But it was so hot when we went to Disney the second weekend that I had to get a wheelchair. And it was very interesting. Wait, so did you get the, like, the hover round? Is that what you ended up using? Were you like, yeah, the beep, second beep. time. Yeah, and it does go beep beep really loud. (laughs) I want to be really clear. It's really loud and messed up so many prop jokes for me because I wanted to like a couple times like hide and then pop out, but it's just a loud beep beep. So I couldn't do it. So Kim, explain to everybody, you rented both the wheelchair and the scooter. Can you talk about the prices at Disney and what the differences were between just a regular scooter and the wheelchair? Yeah, so the... Manual wheelchair um, is, or non-electric, I'm not actually sure what the phrasing of it is, Um, but that one was $15. You have to pay a $20 deposit no matter what, Um, and the money comes back to you at the end of the night when you turn it in, and I noticed that it came back to my card pretty quickly, Uh, but so without the cost of the deposit, it was $15 and then $60 for the electric wheelchair, so it's a pretty steep increase. Um, Mm -hmm. but overall the experience was, it it felt to me pretty easy as the person. Now I am able-bodied and can walk short distances, even then could walk short distances on the foot. So that's just so that everyone knows like what I'm going into it with. Um, but your, they had it in the garage, um, around the, the Pixar parking area. Yeah. I saw it when I just went with my daughter and it's like where you would normally get on the tram at the Pixar parking or the Mickey and friends parking. They had a wheelchair stroller and scooter rentals over there. It looked like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have a ton of them. So I was not worried at all. We got there at the beginning of the day. So I don't know what it looks like, you know, an hour or two after opening, but um, you go in there, you sign a piece of paper and give them your money and you're good to go. You wheel on out of there and you're ready to go into the park, which it's great (laughs) because I was kind of worried about like at Universal, I had to use my crutches past security, past the ticketing area into the park. And then I gave them my crutches, got the wheelchair and then returned the wheelchair for the crutches. Yes. And that was more like $45 if I'm remembering right or something. No, I think it was maybe 20. It wasn't, it wasn't for the scooter. No, at at Universal, it was just a wheelchair also. Mm. That's right. I want to do like motorized motorized hover around races at the park. Well, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) Um, It's not that fast. (laughs) 
It's, it's pretty slow. <laughs> I was going, I cranked it. So I, when I first got on the motorized one, I, sl- I turned down the speed because I was like, I don't want to just immediately, I've never used this before. I, I got to, you know, bring it down a little bit. And then immediately cranked it as much as possible and like held on to the grip thinking like, here I go. And it was very slow. <laughs> it's not fast at all. Um, but Disneyland... I think of the two parks, Disneyland, so much easier to maneuver around. And it's so interesting because you can really tell how they have incorporated um, the idea of making it wheelchair accessible as they've built out the park. So when you first go into Disneyland, they immediately, like, show you where to go. They'll give you a map. There's, like, a, a lovely person in a plaid will will give you a map and circle They've got two things, places you can stand in line or, you know, be in line at, and then places I'll give you an LRT, a local return time, which is a phrase I'm using like I know what it was before I got there, which I definitely <laughs> didn't. Um, all of Fantasyland, almost all of Fantasyland gives you the LRT because those lines are like so small. Um, but all it was interesting because all of Disney California, which is newer, all of DCA, you can stand in line in the wheelchairs. And the turning radius. Wow. Excellent. Excellent turning radius. So CR knows. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but I felt like overall so, it was pretty easy to maneuver around. Disneyland is very hilly. So it was nice to have, I thought, the electric that you could just kind of oh. zip around. I thought mm. so also. <laughs> to be clear. Sorry, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to push her. <laughs> yeah. But speed-wise, you could walk faster than those motorized scooters mm-hmm. ride. Did you ever feel like you were just getting in the way of people at all or no? Um, No, I felt like people were getting in my way. I think mm. that if you are listening to this and are able to walk around the park, just a note that a person in a wheelchair or for that matter, I mean, Dana, you can speak more to this with a stroller, cannot stop on a dime for you. So I understand that it might be a little bit frustrating that they're not going as fast as you can zip around on, you know, just by yourself. They're going as fast as they can, especially on those electric wheelchairs. So just have a little bit of like awareness. They're a little bit quiet. Maybe you don't know, but just kind of be aware that if somebody's coming up on a wheelchair and with a stroller, they just they can't stop that quickly. And there were a couple times (laughs) with Sierra towards the end. Listen, if you're getting in the way of her in a wheelchair. You, watch your ankles. <laughs> watch your Achilles tendons. <laughs> I, I ankled only a couple people. Well, that one girl that was only it. because. Oh no! Yeah, it was when they would they would walk in front, and I had a pretty good momentum going. And especially when you're on a hill and you have someone to try to stop them really quickly is is difficult. It's hard. I mean, I don't know if it's as hard as when Kim's you know doing the motorized scooter, but it's hard to stop that fast. And when people walk right in front, you can't. You know, I tried to say sorry when it wasn't deserved. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Also, I'm guilty of that because I've done it with a stroller. I do it. it to your I point, do it with Kim, it's hard. I do it to Kurt. <laughs> right? Oh, now that's just mean, Adam. <laughs> Not on purpose. It's accidental. Uh-huh. It was a new parent, new parent learning how to drive a stroller. It's hard work. So, Kim, how did you feel riding in the motorized scooter? I'm just curious how your emotions felt with the day. Um, For me personally, I felt fine. Um, But I that might not be the case for everybody. Everybody's emotions 
might be different. For me personally, I felt fine. What I can speak to is um, I think that Disneyland does a really great job of making you feel like, hey, we're all at this park. We're excited you're here. We don't really, like, we'll figure out mobility issues. If you can't stand in line, that is totally fine. Like, we have ways for you to do this. We're gonna, we're just excited that you're here and let's work together to have a great day. That's what it felt like. For me personally, you know, I, I felt fine, but also that's just me. Everybody feels differently when they're in, if it's, you know, the only time they have to use it, if they're, you know, whatever their feelings are going into it are their own. But I think that Disneyland does a really great job of making you feel super welcome. Um, they they were so nice with the map. It was great. Disneyland oh, I'm doesn't. So glad. Disneyland doesn't discriminate against anybody. They will take your money from anybody. They don't and care. Make it, and they do not care, and they'll make it accessible for to take your money. I will say, though, I was surprised, and I don't know if you guys even uh, really want me to mention this or not, or not, but going to Universal in the chair, there were newer rides. Like, probably, I think their newest rides is Pets. And that one was yeah. very hard to maneuver in the wheelchair. And I... Dana, you were with me, Sierra, or no, sorry, the other Sierra. Sorry, Sierra. Sierra Leone. <laughs> no, you were there. Ouch. Who we also love dearly and wish she were here. Nah, she'll never come back on this her with a, the other Sierra today. <laughs> but both, all of you guys were there with me on pets at one point and saw that's very hard to maneuver. Baby, no. Kim, Kim, Kim just got silent because Noah just appeared for the second part of the podcast here. Oh my God, Adam, his face has just changed so much. Big guy. Yeah. He's getting so big. He's so almost cute. eight months, oh, right? He just burped for everybody. So there you go. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be eight months in a couple of weeks. My goodness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I will say, him, well, yeah? just to cap. Just to cap that um, with Universal Studios, which they were really accommodating, but I would say overall, if you're here at Universal Studios in Hollywood, it's a very like hilly park. You have to ride multiple escalators. There is basically no opportunity to ride an elevator down to the lower lots or you have to wait like over, what did they tell us? Like 30 minutes just yeah. to get on a bus to take you down there. It seems like a big hubbub. I would not recommend if you are um, using a wheelchair or any, you know, or even crutches, I would not go to Universal Studios. It, they were very accommodating and the uh, team members over there were so nice to us, but it is just not a park that's the most accessible for somebody in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Universal, do better. Yes, please. Do better. Well, that would require you to take out the hills, and we do love the Hollywood Hills, <laughs> so I don't know if you can do better on that. But I mean, I think that there's a way. Like, I, I think that that's probably th their thought process. My immediate thought is they just haven't been sued. <laughs> that's what it is. No, nobody's come through and 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 sued them, <laughs> so maybe that's what it's like. This action park. <laughs> oh my gosh! Which Did I you finally, finally watched. Watch Adam is not. Is that not insane? Like it's so great. The, <laughs> the, the the fact they made a water slide that tried to do a three sixty loop <laughs> and wondered why people died. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you guys have not watched. It's called Class Action Park, and it's an old nineteen eighties water park in like New York, like Mount in Jersey, Ver in Jersey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jer oh, Jersey. 
And just outside it's, of the city. It's amazing and ridiculous. It's very Lord <sighs> of the Flies and uh, meets Water Park and a little bit of Disneyland in there. But like it's every it's accident that could happen happens. Like, it was like culty and like the owners were It's like culty. summer camp. It's so, yeah. it was insane. So watch it. Uh, it's It's so good. Okay. So for a few minutes here before we wrap up today. Because I love Halloween and we have already have all of our Halloween decorations are out. Dana, we took your cue and we have the living room decorations are up. The lights are up. I bought a pumpkin from Target. Uh, Halloween foods are at the parks already and at Disneyland. Last week, we talked about all the beverages. So I feel like we've talked about enough (laughs) drinks today that I wanted to talk about some of the treats over at Disneyland that are just going to be here for Halloween season and get a little get a little reaction. So how's that sound? Love it. Yeah, we're good. All right. Okay. Alien Pizza Planet. Not the Olive Garden, but they like to think they serve Olive Garden type food. Uh, I'll skip over the mains because the only one that looks really cute is the Halloween Alien Macaroon. So it's six dollars and it's just like this alien looking macaron with the three eyes and it's filled with blackberry buttercream and lemon curd. Oh, interesting. yay or nay. What do we think? Is it green? Would you, it's green. Yeah, it's a little green alien with the eyes. I'm a I'm nay. A, I'm not yeah. a big macaroon person. It's a nay for me. Oh, di- no, I think I would try it. All right, Kim, we'll split, yeah. we'll split that one. Blackberry and lemon. But I think one... Okay, so here's one I think everybody would eat. Dr. Facilier chocolate praline mousse cake for $10. And this is over at Cafe Orleans. I'm a nay on this one. No. Yeah, what? no. What? I'll pass. Really? It looks... Chocolate mousse cake? That's, what is wrong with chocolate mousse cake? That's it right there. I don't love <laughs> chocolate mousse. I don't love it. Same. Yeah. It's too weird. Okay. Well, here's one for Kim. All right. Here's one for Kim that I know she will 100% drink. (laughs) If it's a drink, yes. Let's hear about the food. I got to be pitched. (laughs) Well, there is is a drink, but I'm going to talk about the food first. Uh, This is over at Galactic Grill. So kind of, you know, over in Tomorrowland. They have... What looks to be a absolutely delicious loaded barbecue pork fries <laughs> just here for Halloween season. I don't know why that's Halloween, that's for Kim. but I think Kim would Sign absolutely love it. It's uh, waffle fries, which I absolutely love raw mm-hmm. waffle fries. Like those are the best fries on the planet. Uh, topped with slow cooked barbecue pork, cheddar, chipotle ranch, and spicy slaw. Oh, I'm a big yes and to this. And that's for $9.99. Yeah. Totally in. Sierra? Yes. Totally in? Yeah. Under right. $10? $9.99. Yes. Bad. You can yeah. get that and chocolate mousse huge. junk for the same price. It's true. <laughs> Dana's so bad. <laughs> okay, but how about the Death by Chocolate Parfait? For $6.99, it is uh, layers of red velvet cake, chocolate ganache, cookies, dark chocolate mousse, more of that mousse, uh, and chocolate cake topped with chocolate flakes, a chocolate Darth Vader helmet, and a mini chocolate lightsaber. No. Oh, you got me with the the lightsaber and the Darth Vader helmet. That was like an emotional whirlwind of everything you said. I was like, uh oh, oh, ooh, no, uh, mm. 
I would try a bite of it. I'll try a bite of yours, Sierra. Perfect. Love it. How much? What do? You, how much do you think it is with all that? Especially oh, with, with the, all that the lightsaber. Twelve dollars. I'm gonna go fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen. Wait, but you can. Nope. I'm gonna go eleven based on Adam's reaction only. But I would have said thirteen without that. Six ninety nine. <gasps> is it so small? Is it a bite? I know. Is it a moose bouche of chocolate? No, it, it looks like a, it might be super tiny, but it looks like it looked. I don't know. It looked pretty good. Mm-mm. Huh. No. Interesting. Sounds no. affordable. I'll try it. Okay. I try it definitely for that price. All right. So over at the, I believe it's at, oh yeah, at the ice cream parlor, the Gibson Girl ice cream parlor, they have the Trick or Treat Sunday. And if you haven't seen this, if you haven't seen photos of this thing yet, it is super, super cute. And I feel like Dana, if Ray were to see this, she would 100% make you buy it for her. Okay. Um, What it is, is it's two Sundays in one. Sour gummy ice cream with raspberry sauce, gummy treats, and fruit candies. And then it's chocolate ice cream with hot fudge, pieces of chocolate, and candy bars. All in one, but it comes in this Mickey or Minnie Mouse like ice cream jar thing that is super cute. It's like this like Halloween candy bucket that looks like Mickey or Minnie. Do you get and to keep the bucket? It. You get to keep the bucket. Okay. Well, with knowing all of that, I still... I'm not going to purchase it. I would be scared if my daughter ate it because she would be awake for literally 72 hours. Um, I'm going to guess, though, bucket included, that this is like a $20 treat. Close. I'm going to guess $24.99. Close. No, you're you're farther off, actually. I'm going to go like $18.99 or $18. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All of you have lost via Price is Right rules, but it's sixteen ninety nine. Oh, wow. oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, let's go over to Hungry Bear Restaurant. Okay. Yep. They have, we talked last week about the honey cream cold brew, which I am super excited. I to try. really want to try that. Very, very into that one. Oh, Sierra. Um, I need that. Sierra's they ears have. perked up. <laughs> Sierra, I love a, a cold light, brew. A light inside of Sierra that I've never seen in a decade of friendship just popped on for her. Just new smiles, <laughs> new light in her eyes. Uh-huh. I love a good well, cold brew. Sierra, what's your reaction then going to be to the loaded onion rings you can get with your honeycomb cold brew? So the loaded onion rings are onion rings topped with cream cheese sauce, crispy bacon, and green onions. I am here for that. I'm here. It sounds like a baked potato. It sounds like a, a like a yeah. twice baked potato. Mm-hmm. I'm questioning yep. the cream cheese sauce. That's what I'm questioning. That's the twice baked potato style. But instead of it being a potato, it's onion rings. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely try Wait, them. Cream I, cheese you know, or sour it. cream? You split it? Yes. Cream cheese. It's like a cream cheese thing. It's See? like a cream oh. cheese sauce, not a sour cream. I thought it was sour cream. cream. I heard sour cream in my mind. No, that's where no, it got me. Cream cheese, which might I'll be try good. it. I'll ask the bacon on the side and I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to the Jolly Holiday Bakery and Cafe. This one looks really good. It's a toasted salsa roja chicken sandwich. So it's salsa roja shredded chicken on rustic bread with jack and cottage cheeses. Cot- I can never say it right. Uh, Cotija. With Cotija. Cotija. Cotija cheese served with tortilla soup to dip in. Yes. Oh, yes. It's, 
yeah. Ten, so that's 1049. That looks tasty. Some of these, they, I feel like they should just have. Like, why only for uh, Halloween? But Yeah, keep sure. that. Oh, keep um, that one. Yeah. 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 All right. Corella DeVille brownie. It's a chocolate brownie with black and white chocolate mousse. Ooh, I don't know, because I love a black and white cookie. And it comes with a white chocolate, comes with a little white chocolate um, edible painting of cartoon Corella, not... Uh, not new movie Corilla, but cartoon Corilla. I prefer it that way. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go yes. Sense. I'm going to, I mean, I don't love a brownie, but I will try everything. So I'll be down. Sierra, I think you and I have the same taste in like desserts. I think so. I think it, like we're more of a vanilla based person. Yes. With like chocolate on top, but yes. not a chocolate like brownie or mousse oh. chocolatey cake thing. Totally agree. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just in the next room with the exact same taste buds, but I think that's good for you guys to have that moment together. That's fine. I think that's good. It's nice. No, that's good. It's really magical. It seems magical. Kim, one of these days they have to let you in. No, they don't want me. Never. They don't want to admit that I want to share a dessert with them. They don't want me to be in the same room with them. But (laughs) you guys will continue to. You can't sit with us. No, that's fine. I think that's good to quote. one of the greatest movies ever made. That's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. But then again, you and I will just start our uh, America's Chain Restaurants yes. podcast and not invite. Yeah, them. That's, that's fine. fine. Okay, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. Last one to bring up, and next week we'll go over the DCA. But last one to bring up, and I am 100 percent here for this, and I will stand in the ridiculous line to go get these because I read this and it made me very happy. Okay. So it's in New Orleans Square. And it is a chocolate strawberry beignet. Nope. No, thank you. So it is what? Oh, my gosh. It's a chocolate and strawberry beignet dipped in chocolate sauce. $6.49 for six of them. And they're Mickey shaped, of course. Strong, yes. Strawberry and chocolate as a beignet. 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 Yes, yes. You lost me a little bit when you said at the very end it's dipped in chocolate. That feels like too much chocolate. Well, well, then don't dip it. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I I would happily take a regular, normal Mickey-shaped beignet with the chocolate sauce to dip it in, but I don't really need to mess with the beignet for me. Oh, my gosh. Strawberry and chocolate beignet sounds amazing. Like, oh. I have questions about how it's made. No. <laughs> Oh, you know, oh, only because well, I up a good point, actually, because is it going to be stre- um, fresh strawberries or are they going to be like muddled? Well, this review says, oh, this is interesting, actually. So it's it. The chocolate is in the sauce. So it's a beignet with a fresh strawberry filling. No. Oh, well, that's totally that's a hard pass. In the chocolate sauce. That's totally different. So it's a regular I'm still here for beignet it. and with with like a, like a donut, like a, a jelly filled donut. Basically, yeah, yeah. But then you dip it in chocolate, dark chocolate sauce. Yes, Ooh, please. You know what? I'm back on board. I try yeah. a bite of it. So we'll, I try, we'll but I just don't want a chocolate beignet. That seems like it's gonna taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no, no, no. It's a Nesquik. regular beignet that you. I had I had to investigate a little further. This is deep, <laughs> deep investigation of Disney foods. Good. I'm glad you have you put your investigative <laughs> journalist hat on there. <laughs> yep. Always the truth <laughs> is out there. Folks. That's why people come here. <laughs> yep. yep. For the truth. The hard hitting facts. And honesty. The hard, hard hitting Disney facts. We will find it 
and we will tell you the truth. Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's that's what I had. Next week we'll go. We'll hit some of the probably fancier foods over at DCA that they've got um, for the Halloween season and for the Oogie Boogie Boo Bash. Oogie Boogie Bash or is it Oogie Boogie Boo Bash? I, I like Oogie like Boogie like Bash. It's the Oogie Boogie Bash, and then the Boo Bash is out in Florida. Uh, but the Oogie Boogie Bash, it's totally sold out, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can get tickets to it. Yeah. Sorry, folks. If you're listening, you can't get them. And if you want to go to the Christmas, uh, like, six nights, Mar- six Marius nights, I'm blanking its name, those tickets are selling out very fast. So by the time you listen to this, I hope you got your tickets if that's also so something you want to do. So call Dana and get Dana to book them for you. Yep. I can still get you tickets as of today. Can't promise tomorrow, but... Feel free to call now. Well, we should note as of today, a week or so ago, <laughs> right. when we recorded this. Right. Right, in, right. In the future, in the past, in the future, time, time is, gosh, time confuses me. I feel like we're time traveling with these podcasts. Anyway. Oh. Um, I will say just, just to end this uh, with the Oogie Boogie Bash, uh, a couple days ago, my daughter and I were at California Adventure when they were swapping out the regular guests with the Oogie Boogie people. Um, and it was really cool because we got to watch them set up the Sid um, sideshow area. And we got to see all of the real life toys that Sid from Toy Story has like cobbled together. So the like baby head with the erector set spider arms and all of them were out the like oh, the he cool. the he-man with the like um legs that look like a old um oh what is that fishing reel it, it was all out and it looked legit so i was really cool cool to see cool also terrifying but cool yeah of course well it's the oogie boogie bash so yeah he's the scariest scary. thing about oogie disneyland boogie. yeah they, he should be that character should be in the park all the time by the way i, I love oogie boogie Oh, I know. Me too. Yeah, he's I great. I love him. And like, as long as like Jack and uh, what's her name are out there? Why am I blinking on her name? But Sally. Um, Sally. They're out there. And Sally, Oogie Boogie should just be with them. Should come as a three. Yeah. A agreed. three. Not a pair, a three. Anyway, uh, Kim and Sierra, thank you. Thank you for um, being here and supporting the mission that is convincing Dana the Olive Garden is the best restaurant on the planet. Um, oh, and talking So welcome. Some. Thank you. And you're welcome to the fans <laughs> for me coming back. Uh-huh. You can come back. Thank anytime. you. Both of you can come back anytime. Anytime. And, and oh. so can we, the other Sierra. Need to check uh, pending her Olive Garden status. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's a bar now. I have a feeling she loves it because I, uh, her and I, you know, we're connected. Yeah. With the Sierra thing. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, remember to reach out to us to get a hold of Dana to book all of your amazing Disney trips, whether it be, right? Like, whether it be Florida or California or overseas or on a boat or in Hawaii, wherever. You are right. Or an adventure by Disney if you want to do that. We'll do it all. So. Ooh. Reach out. I will happily give you a free price quote to any of that, and we will get you scheduled for your amazing Disney vacation. I'm already doing that with the Sierras and Kim and our friend Carly, who you all know, who worked on Expedition Everest. Uh, We're working hard on planning our, finally, a Disney World vacation with, with these lovely ladies. 
Noah's Noah's very excited for you guys. Thank you, yeah, Noah. As he should be. <laughs> thanks, Noah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and have a great week and we'll see you next week. See you later.